In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you heard in the Synexerium of today about St. Peter, who did not have compassion at all on the poor and on the needy. And he was a very greedy person, a lover of money. And when God actually wanted to transform him, he showed him in a dream how this one piece of bread that he threw it actually in the face of this poor man in order to tell him don't come again ask for any money but how this one piece of bread when he died he found it as his reward in heaven this vision transformed his life completely and he donated all what he had and after actually donated all the money that he had he did not find anything else so he sold himself as a slave and took the money and donated to the poor and after this he went and he became one of the monks with his story the church reads to us the parable of the unjust steward because this parable teaches us many lessons at least three lessons very important the lesson of stewardship second lesson accountability third lesson faithfulness and we can add to it also a fourth lesson wisdom and we can see these four lessons actually in the life of saint peter the saint of today how he realized that he will give an account to god in the last day and he is just a steward here on earth so actually he dealt with his money in faithfulness and also with wisdom let me reflect on these four principles stewardship we here we don't own anything at all even sometimes people speak about i own my body but actually we don't have even ownership for our bodies because to claim that you own something either you purchased it or you work for it or you inherit it even our body we did not work for it we did not inherit it and we did not purchase it so everything in our life is a gift from god time body spirit soul mind money children anything in our life even the children they are gift from god we don't own anything we are stewards and as a steward we need actually to do the will of the owner not my own will to do the will of the owner not my own will and who is the owner here it's god it is god who gave us all these gifts that's why we need to deal with every gift according to his will i need to deal with my body according to his will i need to deal with my time my money my children according to his will and we need actually to ask ourselves 
Are we managing our life according to his will or according to our will? Some people who are pro-abortion, for example, they say, this is my body. It is my decision to do abortion. They are deceiving themselves because at least this body is not their body. It's gift from God. They don't own it. And also, there is another gift, which is the child, the baby. They don't have the right to kill the baby. Our money, how we raise our children, we need to raise them God's way, not our way. So we need to understand the principle of stewardship. We should know that here on earth, we are not owners. Even as Sunday school servant or as clergy, we should also understand the principle of stewardship. Sometimes in the ministry, we act like we are the owners. No, we are not. We are just a steward entrusted by God to do this mission. That's the first principle. The second principle, one day all of us, we will hear this word, give an account of your stewardship, the accountability. Many times we forget about the accountability. But since we are a steward, we will actually stand before God and will give an account for our stewardship. How we managed our life. Whether we managed our life according to His will or according to our own will. The church tries to remind us with the accountability every night in the 12th hour of the Agbaya. Because in the 12th hour, the end of the day, we remember the end of our life. And we remember that our life will end and we will stand before the just judge. And we will give an account for our life. That's why the fathers said, every night, give an account of your stewardship before God. So when God calls us home, we will be ready. You know, if if you are a manager, like of a store or a business, and you don't do the accounting in a regular way, and then the owner or the IRS just called you for an audit, you will be actually very troubled because you are not ready. But a manager every day who does his accounts and make the balance accurate. At any moment, the owner or the IRS called for an audit. He is ready. He is ready. Maybe the owner or IRS will give you some time to review your accounts and to present to them. But when death comes, there is no time. That's why we need to be ready. Many people die suddenly. So we need to be ready to stand before God and give an account for our stewardship. That's why one of the fathers said, the day in which you don't examine yourself and give an account for your stewardship, don't count it from your days, from the days of your life. 
This brings me to the third principle. Actually, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he spoke about the stewardship, he said, who is the wise and faithful steward? Who is the wise and faithful steward? That's why I told you wisdom and faithfulness are two important characteristics of a steward. If you have a business and you want to hire a manager, what are the two important characteristics that you will look for in this manager? Number one, wisdom. He knows how to manage the business well and how to make profit. And number two, honesty and faithfulness. These are the two important characteristics in any steward, wisdom and faithfulness. In the parable of the unjust steward, when the master said to the steward, give an account of your stewardship, what did he do? He called the debtors of his master and said to the first one, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, and how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. Some people ask how we can explain this behavior. Because if he is dishonest with his master's money, this will make his master more angry at him. One of the interpretation that there is a commission. So actually he canceled this commission. He did not take the commission at all. The commission that belongs to him. And he just asked him to pay the debt of his master. Why he was doing this? In order to make friends. So after the master let him go, these friends can help him in finding job. Maybe they host him until he finds another job. So he planned for his future. And in planning of his future, he actually gave some of his money, his commission, in order to make friends, and these friends will help him in the future. And then actually, the master commended this steward because he dealt shrewdly. The word shrewdly means wisely. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. What did he commend here? He commended that he planned for the future. That he lost some of his money in order to make friends to help him in the future. And then the Lord made a comment. For the sons of this world are more shrewd, more wise in this generation than sons of the light. Sons of the light are the believers. See here, people, whether they are Christian or non-Christian or atheist or no religion, usually they plan for the future. They plan for retirement. They plan for how to pay college expenses for their kids. They plan for life insurance. They plan for their burial. They plan for the future. And We, the children of light, we don't plan for our heavenly future. Maybe we just plan for the earthly future here 
like the sons of the world. But who among us start to plan for the heavenly future? Who among us start to make friends that these friends will intercede on my behalf in the day of accountability? The psalmist says, Blessed is he who has compassion on the poor. In the evil day, the Lord will deliver him. That's why the advice that the Lord gave to us, and I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Make friends with this money that you're going to give to the poor and the needy. This actually will pave the way. These friends will intercede. These friends will pray for you on the last day and they will receive you into everlasting habitation. So the wisdom here is to plan for the future. Not the earthly future here, but also more importantly, the eternal future. But what did he mean by unrighteous mammon? What did he mean by the word unrighteous mammon? It doesn't mean I will steal or get money unrighteously and then I help the poor with it. But it means that anything here on earth, when it is compared with the true riches in heaven, then it's considered unrighteous. Because the earth was cursed with the fall of Adam and Eve. And the earth became corrupted with the fall of Adam and Eve. So the word unrighteous does not refer on how to get the money unrighteously, but it refers to the corruption of the world in which we are living. That everything we handle it is considered corrupted. That's why St. Paul in Romans chapter 8 spoke about how the creation groans from the corruption. All the, the creation groans from this corruption. And we read in the book of Revelation how John saw a new heaven and a new earth because this corrupted world should actually go completely away. So the Lord is telling us, be wise. Be wise in how to use your money, your positions. Help the others. Make friends. Like St. Peter of today. How St. Peter actually make friends with all his money. Even he sold himself and took the money and donated to the poor. Yes, it is a very high example. Not everyone or most of the people cannot do this. But this high example should motivate us to be faithful and to be generous and to help others. Then the Lord spoke about the last principle, which is faithfulness. And he said, he who is faithful on what is least, faithful also in much. That's number one, faithfulness on what is least. Number two, he said, if you have not been faithful, in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to your trust the true riches. Faithfulness in the unrighteous mammon. 
And number three, if you have not been faithful in what's another's man, who will give you what's your own? That's the third principle. Are we faithful on what's least? Are we faithful in the unrighteous mammon? Are we faithful in what belongs to others or not? And these are three important questions to examine our faithfulness. Actually, if you want to test somebody whether he is faithful or not, maybe you will give him a small amount of money and to see whether he will be honest with this small amount of money or not. And if he is not honest or faithful in this small amount of money, you will never trust him with large sum of money. What we have here on earth is considered nothing with the true riches in heaven. When I speak about the true riches in heaven, I am not speaking about materialistic riches in heaven. No, the spiritual richness in heaven. We don't know what is the nature of the eternal life. But the Lord spoke about the true riches in heaven. So anything here in this corrupted world is considered nothing to the true riches in heaven. I know the description in the book of Revelation is just symbolic. But when you read the description in the book of Revelation, you will find precious stones all over and everything actually is so beautiful. I know it is symbolic, but there are true riches. What are the nature of these true riches? God did not reveal them to us. But here, are we faithful? Do we manage our money God's way or not? Are we faithful in the tithe? Are we generous with the poor? Are we faithful with the first fruit or not? And the second principle, faithfulness in the unrighteous mammon. If somebody actually, when using something that is false, but he is not faithful in using it, can you give him like a true gold or a true precious stone? Definitely not. As I explained, everything here is unrighteous. And it is a test for our faithfulness. Are we faithful here? Faithful in our time? Faithful in raising our children? Faithful in our body or not? And the third thing actually, faithful on what another means. As I said in the beginning, everything we have here, we don't own it. Everything. We came into this world naked and we will leave naked. You don't own anything. So be faithful. Because everything belongs to God. It's a free gift from God. Today, the God of this unjust steward teaches us about these four important principles. We are stewards. One day, we will give an account of our stewardship. That's why we need to deal with all the gifts that we received from God wisely and faithfully. Then, at the last day, we will hear, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful on what is least. 
I will appoint you on what is much. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.